0: Yeah, 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 we know medical care requires informed consent, but laws require informed consent, politics, entrepreneurship, how you engage in your diet, health, exercise, even relationships. These all require a place of being informed. And I am so sick of being called a conspiracy theorist for using my brain and in being informed. So that's how this podcast came to life. This is informed consent. I'm your host, Brooke Bocce. Let's start talking. I'm sure by now you have heard about Sound of Freedom, a movie that depicts the harsh realities of modern-day slavery, human trafficking, a conversation that is not had enough, a conversation that while it's not comfortable to talk about because it's literally so upsetting to even think that this really does happen... It happens on a magnitude that so many people don't even understand. And it is such a serious, serious problem that we need to be speaking up more about. I am so happy to see Sound of Freedom having such success and getting in front of people to really help them understand what is truly going on. And I hope it doesn't stop there. I hope it doesn't stop us seeing this movie and just learning. We need to advocate. We need to share. We need to bring more awareness of this really, really hard conversation. Because the more that we talk about it, the more that we are informed on it, the more that we make this not a taboo conspiracy theory topic to talk about, the more that we can save Children and women and men that are caught in modern day slavery. Human trafficking is a $150 billion industry a year, and it's going to surpass the drug industry. Why, may you ask? Because a drug, the product that people are buying to consume, is a one time use product. A child. A woman, a man that is being trafficked could possibly be purchased five to 10, even more times in a day. It is a reusable, consumable product. And it is heartbreaking to know that it happens and that it's real. But just because something's heartbreaking, And just so disturbing to understand it's real doesn't mean that we should not talk about it because it's uncomfortable to talk about. We need to talk about this more. We need to raise the awareness of this subject more. That is how we save lives. There are more humans trapped in slavery today than any other time in history even when slaves were legal. Millions of these slaves are children. And the United States is one of the top destinations for child trafficking and is among one of the largest consumers of child sex. These statistics are uncomfortable to talk about. There are Emotional topics, they're sensitive topics, but we can't not talk about them. We can't live in this false reality that this is not happening every single day all around us. I absolutely love the Sound of Freedom movie. If you have not seen it, please go see it. And not only go see it, but tell people to go see it as well. It is a movie, while uncomfortable to watch, shows what really happens. And that is the first step in saving lives, is understanding that this is true. This is not some conspiracy theory that these QAnons, whatever, put together. And I'm sorry, but the many media outlets that are calling this movie Um, a right-wing conspiracy theory, QAnon BS. Those are the people I'm a little concerned about. Those are the people that have an issue with this movie. Well, I'm sorry. The only people that are going to have an issue with this movie are pedophiles or those that are involved in this disgusting crime. I want to use my platform this week to give more informed consent on the realities of human trafficking. I want to talk about statistics. I want to talk about what happens. I want to talk about the ways that you can help. I want to talk about all of the things surrounding this topic. If you have missed a conversation I had on this show about a year ago with Hope for Justice, I strongly encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. I will link that episode in the show notes of this episode. But Hope for Justice is one of the human trafficking nonprofit organizations that I have been partnered with and I have and I have really supported for the last gosh six or seven years when I really started researching this topic. And so I had them on this show to really talk about this subject from a very experienced background, so to speak, as they are truly saving children and bringing them out of human trafficking and rehabilitating them and again please go back and listen to that episode if you have not yet but i want to use this episode to just shed more light on a subject that is definitely becoming more and more prominent because of this sound of freedom movie And I'm very, very happy for that because more people are talking about it. And so I want to continue that conversation and do what I feel that I can do to support this movement. And that's just share education. Before I go into this, I want to say at the beginning, if you could please share this episode, whether you share it on your social media, your stories, share it with a friend, however that may be to help get this information out. It's so much more of a bigger, important issue than me just trying to get people to follow my show. If we can just get more people listening to this information, we can save lives, we can make an impact, and we can hopefully work to end modern day slavery. So again, if you could please share this episode with anybody that you feel needs to hear it or share it on your Facebook or share it on your stories, it truly would mean so much to the children to the women, to the men that are trapped and that will be trapped in the future because this is just a booming industry. So what exactly is human trafficking? So human trafficking is a crime where one person exploits another for labor, services or commercial sex using force, fraud or coercion where the person induced is under 18 years of age in the case of a commercial sex act under the US law. The crime also includes the recruitment, harboring, transportation, provision, or obtaining a human being from these purposes and these ways. Human trafficking is included under the umbrella term modern day slavery, where victims cannot leave a situation of exploitation and are controlled by threats, punishment, violence, coercion, or deception. Some human trafficking facts that I want to share with you. Again, $150 billion are made each year from modern-day slavery. That's over $5,000 every second. 54% of victims worldwide are women and girls. Many United States businesses have modern-day slavery in their supply chains without even knowing it. Victims are actually told that police are corrupt and that seeking help leads to being deported. The U.S. National Human Trafficking Hotline received 51,667 substantive reports of potential trafficking in 2020. Traffickers make threats against victims' families using fear and shame as weapons. One in six endangered runaways reported are likely to be sex trafficking victims. Human trafficking and people smuggling are different things. Human trafficking is the second largest industry in the United States, second to only to the drug trade. And again, when we think about how this is going to be becoming a bigger industry is because, again, drugs are a one-time use sale. Human trafficking is not. There are 40.3 million trafficked persons globally today, and 25% of them are children. Forms of child trafficking include forced marriage, begging, sweatshops, pornography, migrant farming, domestic labor, sex tourism, armed goods, commonly known as child soldiers. Sex trafficking is the most common type of trafficking in the United States. In North America, 72% of detected survivors were trafficked for sexual exploitation. 53% of all male victims trafficked into sexual exploitation are children. The extent of family involvement in children trafficking is four times higher than in cases of adult trafficking. Child sex trafficking has been reported in all 50 U.S. states. A higher percentage of identified children are trafficked for sexual exploitation than forced labor. 70 million child sexual abuse material are estimated in 2019. 78% of these files are children under the age of 12. These statistics, while make my heart feel like it is getting stabbed into a thousand pieces, are the reality, the reality that we need to continue to talk about. I want to share some definitions to be a little bit more educated around human trafficking. So again, human trafficking involves the use of force, fraud, or coercion to obtain some type of labor or commercial sex act. Labor trafficking, a form of forced labor, is essentially the Trafficking Victims Protection Act of 2000 defines labor trafficking as the recruitment harboring, transportation, provision, or obtaining of a person for labor or services through the use of force, fraud, or coercion for the purpose of subjection to involuntary servitude, debt bondage, or slavery. The Trafficking Victims Protection Act, which also recognizes sex trafficking, a modern-day form of slavery, labor trafficking is a fundamental violation of human rights. Domestic servitude is a form of forced labor. It's a situation in which victims are forced to work against their own will under the threat of violence or some form of punishment. Their freedom is restricted and the degree of ownership is exerted. Examples include being required to clean houses. Sex trafficking occurs when someone uses forced fraud or coercion to cause a commercial sex act with an adult or cause a minor to commit a commercial sex act. Child sex trafficking refers to the recruitment harboring transportation provision obtaining, patronizing, or soliciting of a minor for the purpose of commercial sex act. Force, fraud, or coercion do not need to be presented for the crime to be considered child sex trafficking. Child exploitation. Is a broad term that encompasses all forms of child sexual exploitation. This may include many of the other terms on this list, such as child sexual abuse material, child sex trafficking, and others like sex tourism. This is one of the broadest ways to talk about the issue as a whole rather than the individual or nuisance pieces. Online exploitation A common term you'll hear is child sexual abuse material, CSAM. This refers to any content that depicts sexual explicit activities involving a child. Visual depictions include photographs, videos, live streaming, and digital or computer-generated images, indistinguishable from an actual minor. Child sexual abuse material better describes the reality of this crime rather than the legal term of child pornography. It's important we use this terminology that reflects the impact of this crime on its victims. According to the FBI, at any given time, there is an estimated 750,000 child predators online, and they all have the key to your house via the internet. So I want to go into a little bit more detail of the types of exploitation that we see. I know I might be repeating myself a lot um, on certain subjects or certain topics, but this needs to get talked about, guys. So I'm just going to kind of keep moving through. So types of exploitation we see. We have sexual exploitation. This is vulnerable, vulnerable people, overwhelmingly women and girls that are tricked or forced into the sex trade. It often begins with a promise of good work and hospitality or modeling, or a boyfriend is responsible. Forced labor is when a person has no choice or control over their work with the money that they earn taken by someone else, who often also controls where they live and eat and even who they speak with. Domestic servitude is a less common type of human trafficking when a a person is forced to cook, clean, or do childcare for little or no pay often living in the home with the employer and not allowed to live their own life. Criminal exploitation is where victims are forced to grow or transport drugs, made a shoplift or pickpocket, are forced to beg on the streets or used for fraud. The threat of being reported becomes another method of control. Forced marriage. In some jurisdictions outside of the United States, forced marriage is categorized as a type of modern-day slavery. Globally, 15 million people are thought to have been forced into a marriage without consent, nearly all women and girls, often to an older man in another country. So let's look at some of the statistics on how many people are in human trafficking. So the number of people who are in human trafficking or living in modern day slavery is estimated at 49.6 million, including the 22 million in forced marriages. The remaining 27.6 million is made up of... About 19.9 million people in forced labor in private or state run companies or criminal exploitation, 1.4 million people experiencing domestic servitude in private homes, and 6.3 million people in forced sexual exploitation, including 1.7 million children. Estimates suggest the number of people living in conditions of modern-day slavery in the United States is up to about 403,000, Four 403,000 people living in conditions of modern-day slavery in the United States of America. No one knows exactly how many people are trafficked in or to the United States each year because this is a hidden crime In 2009, the National Human Trafficking Hotline received 136,990 reports and identified 11,852 potential human trafficking cases. This is widely acknowledged to be the tip of the iceberg. A A question that is asked a lot when you're trying to understand the complexity of this issue is how traffickers keep their victims under control. Human human traffickers use various forms of force, fraud, and coercion to control and exploit victims. This includes the imposing of debt, fraudulent employment opportunities, false promises of love or a better life, psychological coercion, isolation, addiction, and violence or threats of violence. Trafficking is a power and control dynamic. A lot of victims become trapped and fear leaving for so many reasons, including a physiological trauma, lack of documentation, shame, emotional attachment and dependency, distrust of systems and law enforcement or physical threats to themselves or their families. Why don't victims run away? Well, the relationship between human traffickers and their victims is very complex. And it's it's rare for the control to be based on a physical confinement like locked doors or shackles. And in, in fact, it's actually that victims are being exploited through manipulation, fear, dependency, including drugs, threats, and bondage. This basically means that during the time that they are actually in exploitation, few people think of themselves as being a victim. They often describe feeling homeless or having no options or even feel a sense of obligation towards those who trafficked them. They do not understand their situation as being one that they could run away or escape from. For many that are involved in human trafficking, it's Really, up until they get help from an organization like Hope for Justice or Operation Underground Railroad, which we're going to talk about, where they truly understand the extent of the exploitation and that a different life is possible with the right support. Anyone from any walk of life can be targeted and end up as a victim in human trafficking. but. People experiencing any of the following things can actually be putting you at a particular higher risk for human trafficking. And, and that includes things like a chaotic home environment or a recent family breakdown, runaways, especially youth that are running away, homelessness, alcohol or drug addiction, mental illness, long-term unemployment, learning difficulties, debts or, cri- debts or criminal convictions, fearful of deportation, physical injuries or disabilities. Who is driving the demand for sex trafficking and labor trafficking? So sex trafficking is a market-driven criminal industry based on supply and demand. People who purchase commercial sex increase the demand for commercial sex and likewise provide a profit incentive for traffickers who seek to maximize profits by exploiting trafficking victims. Labor trafficking is far more common than people realize. Human trafficking victims make an alarmingly higher number of consumer goods and food products imported to the United States and produced domestically. More often than we realize, elements of forced labor may be present within the supply chain of products where we buy or the services we pay for. These consumers can include companies that subcontract certain types of services and consumers who buy cheap goods produced by trafficking victims or individuals who use the services of trafficking victims. So, what are some ways that you can spot the signs of modern day slavery? How you can make an impact by just being aware of different signs to then, therefore, potentially spot someone that's involved in modern day slavery? Being able to spot the signs and know what to do could truly make life changing differences. So, some things to kind of keep your eyes out for. So, general indicators of modern day slavery and human trafficking. Again, while those affected are very unlikely to self-identify themselves as a victim and may not realize or accept that they're being controlled, general indicators include houses or flats with too many people all picked up or dropped off at the same time, people who seem scared, confused, or have untreated injuries, few or no documents or someone else in control of their documents, such as their passport, low or no pay no control over their own post, mail, no phone, or phones being held by somebody else, a person that's speaking on behalf of many others who may avoid eye contact or conversation, lights on at workplaces at strange times, wondering, like, are people living there? Feeling like they're in debt to somebody, limited freedom of movement and dependency on others, fear of the police or people of authority fear of a trafficker believing their life or family's lives are at risks if they escape or complain, anxious or unwilling to tell others about their situation, poor health, malnutrition, or untreated dental conditions, bruising, signs of other physical or psychological trauma, including anxiety, confusion, or memory loss, and less often someone believing that they're being controlled through witchcraft. So what can you do next? I think one of the biggest things that you can do and anybody can do is to start talking about this more, whether that be share some, share some statistics on your social media or talk about this with your families. So they're aware with this, encourage people to see movies such as sound of freedom that depict what really is happening share podcast episodes like this or the many many other people who have podcasts that are talking about this share those episodes you know there is so many that so many things that you can do to spread awareness and i think that's an incredible start if you're wanting to do more what are some steps my next recommendation would be to link arms with a nonprofit I have two that I want to talk about today. Um, You've heard me talk about hope for justice before I have been working with and donating to hope for justice for gosh, six, seven years now. Like I had said, they were so gracious to come on my show and talk about their organization, but this is one organization that I feel does an absolutely amazing job for human trafficking in general. What Hope for Justice does is they run an anti-trafficking project all over the world, working directly with the victims and survivors. Their community initiatives help to prevent modern-day slavery happening in the first place. Hope for Justice does more than just raise awareness. They act. They have investigators with years of law enforcement experience. They have multilingual outreach workers. They are accredited trainers. There's legal experts, social workers, therapists, nurses policy specialists, campaigners, and professionals. And Hope for Justice is on the ground in places that are the worst affected by human trafficking and modern day slavery. And their work will not stop until all is free. So their work, they have a three-part work. Number one is preventing exploitation. So through education and community empowerment, they help families and vulnerable people protect themselves against traffickers and the deceptive methods they use to control others. Another approach that they take is they actually do rescue victims. Their investigators and outreach teams work with law enforcement and other agencies to identify victims of modern slavery, build bridges of trust with them, and get them safely out of exploitation. And then lastly, they restore lives. They provide world-class survivor aftercare, both residential and non-residential. Their legal advocacy and support ensures needs are met and give gives the best chance for justice to be done. Last year, their work reached 199,894 children and adults. So if you are interested in learning more about Hope for Justice, I will link their website in the show notes, they also have some social media, Facebook, Instagram, where they are constantly sharing information. This is one amazing way to just learn more is through their postings, through their campaigns, such as you know National Human Trafficking Prevention Month. They do a lot with that. They just have some really, really great conversations, educational piece, which is one of their main focuses in this organization is to help with awareness and help with the signs so you can educate yourself and your families. Another organization that fights against child sex trafficking and sexual exploitation is Operation Underground Railroad. This is the organization that Tim Ballard, the the man and the main character of Sound of Freedom. And that that true story, this is actually his organization that he started that to fight and rescue, to fight against child sex trafficking and to rescue children. So again, Operation Underground Railroad exists to rescue children from sex trafficking and sexual exploitation. Their work has no boundaries and they go to the darkest corners of the world to assist law enforcement in rescuing children and ensure ongoing aftercare. They provide critical resources to law enforcement and preventative efforts that benefit at-risk children worldwide. They, their action plan is a four-part action plan. So they have international operations. So the O-U-R, Operation Underground Railroad International Operation Team, consists of highly experienced and extensively trained former law enforcement personnel, intelligence experts, U.S. diplomats, and military officers who are on the ground doing active investigations in countries across the globe. They have domestic law enforcement relations, so in the United States, they fight to protect children in their own backyard by developing relationships with law enforcement agencies and offering resources to expand and amplify their anti-human trafficking and exploitation efforts. They also work with aftercare. So the Operation Underground Railroad aftercare team coordinates with the operations team to ensure that vetted aftercare services are in place prior to operations. They utilize best practices, trauma-informed care, and provide person-centered services when working with survivors. And then lastly, with with the aftercare is the fact that some of these children need families. So Children Need Families, CNF, is a preventative project that the underground that the Operation Underground Railroad has committed in supporting to help with adoption initiatives that benefit at-risk children across the globe. If you have not yet seen Sound of Freedom, which please go see, but I want to talk a little bit about Tim Ballard. He, again, was the founder of Operation Underground Railroad. He is the man who gave up his job, gave up his career in Homeland Security and started this operation. So he spent more than a decade working as a special agent for the Department of Homeland Security, where he was assigned to the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force and deployed as an undercover operative for the U.S. child sex tourism jump team. He has worked in that role and has seen every type of case in the fight to dismantle child trafficking rings. He's worked in the United States and in multiple foreign countries to infiltrate child trafficking organizations. He has successfully dismantled dozens of these organizations and rescued children from slavery and exploitation. While working for the government, Ballard saw how much more was needed in the fight against child trafficking and exploitation across the world. So in 2013, he and a team of former government operatives left the security of their careers to accomplish the work of rescuing children as a private foundation, Operation Underground Railroad. So ways that you can join in the fight with Operation Underground Railroad is donate, is to be a part of this program, is to spread awareness of what this conversation needs to be talked about to just learn more. And I will put all of the content on Hope for Justice and Operation Underground Railroad in the show notes for you guys to just learn more and to just, if you're feeling guided or led to take more action, whether that be to donate, whether that be to follow them on social media, to learn a little bit more, whether that be to share some posts, I will put all those resources in the show notes for you guys to learn about because this is a very, very hard subject to talk about, but it's needed. And we have to talk about it more. And the only way that we are going to make an impact and to end slavery is if we stop treating it as this taboo subject that doesn't happen, face the reality of what is going on in this world, and take it head on. And do something about it. Whatever that is that you feel called to do. Do that. Whether that just be to pray for the children. Whether that be to donate. Whether that be to share information. Whether that be to partner with an organization. And and volunteer your time. There's so many things that you can do. But it all starts with taking action with something. I hope and pray that one day there's no, that there's no such thing as sex exploitation and human trafficking, modern day slavery. And until that day comes, I'm not going to stop talking about it. And I hope you don't either.